first time I ever met Mary Boychuk, I actually was working for a local television station in some sort of a fundraiser where I sat in a rickshaw and uh, she pulled me around downtown Regina. And I thought to myself, this does not look right, but man, she uh, we won, I think, too. After being a firefighter for almost uh, 30 years from the Regina Fire Department, Mary Boychuk, now retired, joins me. Launching a new scholarship, in fact, too, for women wishing to pursue a career in firefighting. Thank you so much for being here. Good morning, Marianne. Hi, Greg. Nice to see you. How did the door open to firefighting for you? Was it something you you just grew up knowing you wanted to do? I grew up with four older brothers, and I had two parents who were very athletic and and academic. So we were a very active family. So I knew right away I was going to do a job that was going to be physically demanding. I was an adrenaline rush junkie. I loved doing adventures. So I was living in Humboldt in 1989 as an assistant rec director. I was in the kind of the area of recreation and sport at that time. And my apartment burned down and it was quite an extensive fire. It was on Main Street and took a good part of the street. They brought me to the street and I was watching the firefighters work as a team and the exhilaration, the adrenaline rush. And I thought, wow, would that be a great job? And then in 1995, I applied to Regina Fire and Protective Services, and I was hired as the first female. And the first female firefighter, and were you surprised that it took that long? Yeah, I actually was. But I think at the same time, it didn't occur to women that it was a job choice because it was very male-dominated. There's always been female firefighters around. Like yeah. when the men went to war, who who ran the communities, who ran the fire departments, there's always been volunteers, but not so much in the paid departments. And throughout my whole career, that's all I wanted to do was empower women to become firefighters. May of last year... With the support of uh, management, particularly Deputy Chief Hewitt, we hosted a women's information session. So they came in and they put the gear on and they cut up cars and they used hose lines and they put on masks and they crawled around like in simulated uh, dark places and they did the dummy drag and they were so empowered. They walked out and whether you wanted to become a firefighter or not, they did something they thought they couldn't do. And they have committed to keep that going. Yeah. No, so that was a great idea. I, I did yeah. hear really good things about that. My neighbor took his daughter to that as well. Why would you want to become a firefighter? What would you tell young ladies listening? Oh, it's such an amazing job. You wear a uniform and with that uniform comes a real pride of serving your community. You work as a team. You keep people safe in your community. So someone could be having their worst day and you're there to help them. But there is that side of it that's very exhilarating when those alarms go off and you're running to the truck and you're getting your gear on and you're thinking ahead to, you know, working hard yeah. and helping somebody. There's parts of that job that is are so amazing. But there's so many other parts of it, too. We have public education where we are saving lives before the fire. So we're teaching kids about fire safety. And I can give you many stories of where kids took our, our fire safety training and then when they were trapped in a fire, knew what to Benefit, do. Yeah. So they benefited from it and they and lives were saved because of it. And we do have some vulnerable people in our community. So we're there to be compassionate and to help them. Marianne Boychuk is my guest. Almost 30 years in firefighting. <laughs> and uh, was there ever a moment that you look back on as one of the most uh, perhaps dangerous moments of your career? Basement fires were always uh, more difficult fires. When you're on the main floor of a house, you always feel like you have an escape. And then you also, a lot of, Older houses have the smaller windows, so yeah. and it's it's easy to kind of get a little bit uh, turned around because of the environment that you're in. Marianne Boychuk is my guest, it and is. now you found a way to give back. You've launched a scholarship, so mm-hmm. tell me about this. Well, education was always regarded very highly in my family, so I thought about a scholarship at some point in my life. And then when Suncrest College approached me to teach at the fire college, it just made sense to me that this would be the scholarship that I would set up. 
Because what it does, it removes one of the barriers for women to become firefighters. And it also promotes mm-hmm. women to get into firefighting as a career choice because it's an absolute great career. And we do need some more women in the department to kind of balance out things. And a diversified workplace is a strengthened workplace. Yeah. Can I tell one last little story? Girl? Yes, of so course. I, it was two weeks out of my retirement and I had taken the guys for some McDonald's. We're always in service. And there was a little four-year-old girl there that walked up to me and put her hands on her hips. And she said, I'm going to be a firefighter. And I thought, wow, like it just blew my mind. I talked to her, the guys, we took her out to the truck. We showed her all the stuff. I put her in the seat and she said, I'm going to drive this fire truck someday. Yeah. And it was so amazing. And then as she was walking back into the McDonald's with her family, one of the guys yelled out, see you in 16 years. So to me, for the work that I feel I've done throughout my career trying to empower women to be firefighters, here was a four-year-old who believed that she could, and the guys are ready to have her to be there. That four-year-old might have that scholarship that (laughs) you've graciously (laughs) put forward. What a great story. What a great career. Thank you again so much. Nice being here with you, Greg. Taylor Swift is now just $200 million away from becoming the highest grossing touring artist in music history. The Stones lead with $2.16 billion. Taylor's at $1.96 million. She's $200 million away and now looking for a hotel room in Buffalo because she's headed there on Sunday night to watch her man and the Kansas City Chiefs after uh, last night's Games, we now know the Bills and the Chiefs will meet. That's the first time, I th- I think, ever for Patrick Mahomes to have to leave his home turf and go play a, a playoff game. He's always done it at home or at a Super Bowl. And uh, certainly, my Bucks. well, my pick was the Bucks last night. They're not my Bucks, But they made the Eagles look horrendous. The Eagles are just awful. 32-9 to was the final last night in that game. And the saddest part for me was to watch uh, Jason Kelsey. No matter, I don't care about the Eagles at all. But I do love Jason Kelsey. He and his brother and that podcast is awesome. You could see him crying on the sidelines in that game. Kelsey watching. Who knows what his future is. And that will do it. Well, that looks like a man filled with emotion right now. Sure does. And it was uh, made official this morning. Uh, Travis has indeed, or pardon me, uh, Jason has uh, officially retired from the Eagles. Bucks move on now to play Detroit Sunday night. And again, of course, as I mentioned, this Saturday, we've got the Texans and Ravens, then the Packers and 49ers. Uh, after the, uh, the the game with the Bucks and the Lions, the Chiefs and the Bills. It's going to be a good weekend of football again. Uh, big night for Leaf fans and Oiler fans alike. Yeah, they are in Edmonton tonight, Toronto. Bit of a losing skid, three-game losing skid. But uh, the Oilers, will their 10-game winning streak end? At the Leafs' hands, this is going to be a lot of drama tonight. Austin Matthews and Connor McDavid. Hey, Connor Bedard, good news. He at least was out wearing a non-contact jersey at practice yesterday for the first time since jaw surgery 10 days ago. His coach said he wasn't allowed to take any slap shots nor clench his teeth while he was on the ice, but uh, I guess Connor was just hoping to get on the ice and go for a skate and slap the puck around a little bit. And he was seen doing that. But uh, don't expect him anytime soon to return ahead of schedule. He's still out till sometime in uh, mid-February at least. What's love got to do? Got to do with it. 
Another morning of frustration with how cold it is, but uh, we grin and bear it. We had a pretty easy uh, November, December, and we knew it was coming our way, yet it doesn't make it any easier in accepting the fact that uh, a few of us having trouble with vehicles and car batteries, and uh, hopefully you're plugging in and uh, keeping that engine block as warm as you can, too. Uh, that is just a simple way of ensuring your car is going to start. The tow truck operators telling us uh, today, not quite as busy as yesterday, but you could wait up uh, to six, seven hours still at uh, peak times. Uh, they're trying to do their very best, get to everyone. And uh, I'll bet, too, the phone is ringing off at a lot of garage operators as well, too, with uh, people coming in with those new batteries wanting installs. They didn't want to stand out like uh, we did on the weekend there. Minus 50 wind chill, doing it ourselves. A lot of uh, jumping in and out of the house to warm up the fingies, that's for sure. Uh, teachers strike today. Some might uh, believe this to be an inconvenience. I think there are those parents who are genuinely inconvenienced because of childcare and work. But uh, I, I know in my circle of friends, some of the kids are old enough to stay at home alone. And uh, others suggest that ever since the pandemic, it's a little easier to call into work and say, I'll work from home. And that's what they were planning on doing for childcare. But it is difficult for some people. Some might just be uh, happy there is a strike today and keeping the kids at home, considering how cold it is. But our uh, Teachers Federation, uh, they suggest they'll be at the ledge again today. Yesterday, uh, they dubbed it Mo Monday. A lot of teachers and parents called and emailed the premier to make their thoughts known on the government's latest contract offer. And, uh, we hit the streets to see how you were feeling as well. Hopefully it's a, a one-day thing and not a, a long-term thing. Not optimal, but I might be able to make it work. I do have kids that are going to be affected by this. Um, the good thing is, is I'm going to be at home that day, so it doesn't affect me. It's a tough situation all around, I think. I'm a teacher, so yeah, we'll be uh, we'll be supporting them for sure. I guess both sides feel there's that's what they need to do to to come to an agreement. So hopefully something comes out of it. Education Minister Jeremy Cockrell will be on with Evan Bray after 8.30 here this morning. Another uh, award show last night. The Emmys were on, recognizing the best in television, and the big winners were Succession, The Bear, with six wins each, and that limited series on Netflix, Beef, won five. All of those shows I've heard from many people are terrific. I've yet to watch a single episode. There's never enough time to go binge-watching, it seems, in my household. Uh, one of the highlights of the Emmys last night, Christina Applegate. You remember her from Married with Children? Well, she is dealing with MS. She walked out with the assistance of a cane, and someone was just standing nearby in the event she needed them. And she joked as everyone rose to their feet about the illness she's uh, working through. <laughs> totally shaming me with disability by standing up. It's fine. Okay. Um, <laughs> body, not by Ozempic. Okay, let's go. Yeah, she was pretty emotional, too, uh, with the audience's reaction. It was kind of a cool moment. Uh, Kieran Culkin's emotional acceptance speech. That was kind of interesting. He wins Best Actor for Succession. Kind of surprised his wife during his speech. And, of course, my beautiful wife, Jazz. Um, thank you for sharing your life with me and for giving me two amazing kids, uh, Zisu and Wilderwolf. I love you so many and so much. And Jazz, I want more. <laughs> you said, you said maybe if I win. <laughs> I love you. 
Hey, Hope's Home is excited to return with the sixth annual Swing It with the Stars. And Regina on Saturday night and swinging in here to tell you all about it. She's one of the contestants, one of my friends, Jen Dean, who is often on this show as my family uh, life coach expert. Dancing uh, on roller skates. Disco is the theme. Swinging with the Stars. You ready? And, uh, Excited for this? Oh, yes, please. Not just for me, but for families all throughout Saskatchewan. I am participating in a fundraiser called Swingin' with the Stars, which is kind of like Dancing with the Stars. I'm getting matched up with a dance instructor, and I have to perform a whole thing, a whole dance on a stage in front of judges, and it's terrifying. All right, so you got to do a, what, a two- or three-minute routine? Yeah, three-minute disco dance routine. A disco dance. Did yeah. you have a say in the era that you would dance to? Absolutely. I love disco. Oh, okay. So, well, so I'm what, excited what, about that. What is it? Is it the Bee Gees? Come on, tell me. There's the Bee Gees. Oh, okay. There's some Donna Summer in there. Nice, Yeah, nice. it's going to be good. What is it like having to learn a two- to three-minute routine? <laughs> now, how many weeks have you been practicing so oh, far? Oh, about 12. Really? My instructor is amazing. Now, keep in mind, Greg, I have zero dance experience. Yeah. The only dancing I've ever done was in my 20s when I would dance on speakers in the clubs. That's it. That's the only experience (laughs) I have. I'm leaning into that. Every week, I would meet with my instructor, Sydney, who's amazing, and we would... We'd go over about 15, 20 seconds of the routine. Some of the moves in particular took me a lot of weeks. Yeah. (laughs) And you're going up other city influencers who are Mm -hmm. paired with professional dancers. I'm particularly scared because I'm going up against people who are, you know, one of them is a doctor. She's a pediatrician. She saves babies. How can I trash talk her when she saves babies? Well, yeah, that's going to be a little (laughs) difficult. Swinging with the stars, like dancing with the stars. Anyone can go to this. You're selling tickets for this too, right? You can buy tickets to attend. You can go to hopeshome.org and vote for Team Jen in Sydney, please. Now, how much do you have to raise? Well, I my goal was 10000 and we'll see. We'll see. There's still time. I got a week. It could happen. And where does all the money go? How does Hope's Home use it? Well, this particular fundraiser is actually going to go to provide care for kids during daycare. Uh, so f- normally... Parents with kids with complex medical needs, in addition to the regular parenting mom and dad stuff, they have extra appointments, doctor's appointments, um, physio appointments, speech pathology appointments. Well, we want to provide that right in-house in the daycare so that when parents come and pick up their kids after work, that's all done. The professionals have come to them. They've had their sessions. They've done the therapies. And parents can take their kids home and just be mom and dad. That's awesome. And what has all this dancing done to your feet? (laughs) Well, I'm hoping that I'm going to have some really awesome disco moves after this (laughs) that I can keep forever. But I will tell you, uh, leading up to this event now, my feet are getting pretty sore. I bet. Well, good luck. It's this Saturday night at the Delta, right? That's right. And as long as tickets are available, uh, hit up the website one more time. Hopeshome.org. Make sure you click on Jen's picture there. Yes, please. And make a donation. Thank you, Jen. Thanks, Greg. Jen Dean. Okay. Now, hey, over the last five years, this uh, Swinging with the Stars, they've raised a ton of dough, over $615,000 for Hope's Home. So uh, please support, uh, if you can, again, this weekend. All right. Coming up, Education Minister Jeremy Cockrell will join Evan Bray, host of the Evan Bray Show here at 830.